0: Because more and more artists are trying to get out of their deals now that they see NFTs. And more and more artists are trying to figure out how NFTs could really create their own labels or create their own ecosystems, et cetera, et cetera. I think labels are going to have to figure out is like if they're going to become more so agencies of marketing. Because right now, the biggest thing that you're going to receive out of a record label deal, I think, is marketing in comparison to anything else. Everything else, I think you could pretty much do yourself. Welcome to the NFT Now podcast.
1: Every Wednesday we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel,
2: I'm Alejandro Navia, and I'm Matt Medved, and we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture.
1: Welcome to the show.
2: <music> Matt, what's good? trying to keep up Sam another wild month in the NFT space going into
1: February strong That's right that's right well we're uh, we've got a very special guest lined up today Latasha Latasha is an incredibly talented human being she's been a musician for over 10 years and as the web3 space has opened up opportunities to help musicians prosper she's been very much at the forefront of this movement she released a, a music video NFT of her song Go Go Wine that sold for 13 ETH which is effectively $50,000, give or take USD, the equivalent of what would effectively be a advance for an emerging artist, yet she's been able to retain ownership and lead that forward. Beyond her career as a musician and pioneering what it means to be a musician in the Web3 landscape, she's also the head of community programming at Zora and doing incredible things like their program Zoratopia. Lastly, she's also a partner uh, in founding Tia, as she puts it, for her story Dao. So really excited because in this episode we dive into to all things music NFTs and community building. What stood out to you, Matt?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, like I think she is going to be remembered as a pioneer of the music video NFT, like that art form. It's been amazing to see the traction and success that she's had with, you know, these immaculately produced full length music videos as NFTs and I love hearing her rationale behind um, her love of the art form and the way she thinks about the video as being on equal footing to the, the song itself. I love that that's, you know, something that NFT makes possible with the the creative canvas that its medium offers. And I just love her thoughts on community building. I thought that they come from a place of inclusion and authenticity. And I thought it was just like pure gold for anyone in the space who's, who's, you know, looking to go into a community oriented role.
1: 1000%. Well, lots of fun stuff to cover. One last thing before we dive in. But if you haven't already, do want to encourage you to check out our newsletter, Every week, we simplify all the things that are happening in the NFT market into an actionable, actionable digest so you can get involved in the space. So just check that out at nftnow.com. But without any further ado, Latasha. Latasha, welcome to the show. How are you today?
0: I'm really good. How are you guys?
1: Fantastic. Very excited to have you on. I think for for starters, it would be great, and I know we'll we'll dive deep into a lot of things Web3, but just to kind of talk us through your journey as a a musician and what really kind of uh, sent you down into the rabbit hole of Web3.
0: Sure. It's a long journey, but I'll try to keep it short. I've been making music for about 10 years. Um, It started out, I had a partner who was murdered. Um, by gun violence. And um, he always was really into hip hop and poetry and used to really push me to write poetry. So in order to heal, I wrote a lot of poetry um, as a youth and like from my 15s to my 20s, I was writing poetry. <laughs> and then I went to Wesleyan University where I studied hip hop, psychology, black psychology, and then black studies and there I was writing plays about hip hop and my journey with it and how I felt as a woman being a part of hip hop. I thought I was going to do the Broadway thing, but that didn't happen. <laughs> Ended up going to a lot of the like cyphers and poetry slams in Brooklyn at the time and was just like, you know, riffing everywhere I went. And then one day somebody was like, "Yo, you can actually really spit. Come through to the studio." Um, Let's like just record some things. Shout out to Science who started that out with me. Made my first mixtape and that went viral. And then before I knew it, I was opening for like Kanye and Q Tip and Big Sean and Nipsey Hussle and all these crazy rappers. And I knew nothing about the music industry. (laughs) I just knew people wanted me to perform. People really loved my energy and what I was offering, but started to meet some of the music industry in that journey and realized that the space really wasn't resonating with my spirit. A lot of it was, you know, gatekeepy a lot of it was keeping me in a box a lot of it was trying to transform me as a woman um you know i dealt with everything from people trying to give me diet pills to you know trying to change my voice and i realized like yeah this isn't for me so i took some time off um and also went through kind of a like depressive spiral and just you know didn't know who i was for a bit but then someone heard one of my songs called black magic And she bestowed me $10,000 and was like, yo, you got to do this music thing. You can't work a nine to five. And by the way, I was working at a financial firm at the time as well. (laughs) So this all kind of comes full circle. From 2016 to 2020, I was forging through independence. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this independently. If Hove could do it, I could do it too. And so did everything from performance art. To, you know, selling my own little mixtapes at shows to, you know, anything that would keep me away from having to sign a deal. Moved to L.A. with my partner, Ja Angel. Well, Ja is my partner and then my two best friends, Angel and T. And we just started really building content and music videos. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, oh, Lord, what are we going (laughs) to do? My partner came in the room one day and was like, yo, you ever heard of NFTs? And I was like, nah. And I didn't believe it. I was all skeptical. I was like, nah, there's something's wrong with this. Like, what about the copyright? Like, somebody gonna take my stuff, like all that stuff. But then learned heavily about the blockchain and how transparent and secure it gave, you know, the security it gave to artists. And I was like, all right, this might be a channel for me. And I minted my first piece in February at Zora and it sold in three minutes, and I freaked out.
2: I love that. And shout out, shout out to the poetry background. I also was a poet, poetry kid oh, growing no. up, so hey, yeah, you know
0: what's up. <laughs> I do.
2: I do also found my way into music. So I love, I love some of the, the parallels there. Um, mm-hmm. but, you know, one thing I think is really cool, like, you know, as a multidisciplinary creative, someone who's been mm-hmm. creative on multiple formats, what excites you the most about like NFTs and Web3?
0: Yeah, I think what excites me the most is the multifacetedness of NFTs, right? Like I could do anything I want with NFTs and allows me to really show all of my scapes, right? Like I love to make music, obviously, and that's my my core, but I also love photography. I love musing. I love making these incredible music videos. <laughs> I love doing all of this. And so NFTs, how they're built allows you to kind of make anything out of this space and i mean even more right because now i could tokenize and have performances for you guys and do all other things too so i really love nfts and i think it's the way
1: i love that i love that and then i'm curious too because i obviously like gogo One, when that sold for like 13 eth which is like 50k usd like, yeah. what was that? What was that feeling like? I mean, it was because uh, that was a video you had had already live on YouTube for a mm-hmm. minute, right?
0: hmm. Yeah, it was live for about a year. And so when it sold, I was I I firstly was like, oh, my God, like I literally made what a record deal would have tried to give me, you know, like a small independent record deal would have tried to give me with just one music video with one song. And I remember when we made this song and made the music video, we like made it with a a publishing label and I asked them to give us some money to like support the music video or whatever. And they did it and they kind of told us like your sweat equity doesn't equate to what we're offering you. And so I like most artists feeling like a slave to like a situation, I was really bummed and sad about that music video when I first had to release it. And although it vibrated and did a lot of amazing things, we really saw like energy flow back with that NFT. And it meant so much to me and the squad because we were like all that hard work we put in to put that music video now has some worth, um, and I remember when we shot it, We I, it was during the pandemic, <laughs> we shot it in my garage and in my house and we gutted the house, we took like all the things out of the house and blocked out everything and just made this video. And people loved the video and um, it really gave me a rebirth too. Um, it made me feel like I was reborn in my music you know, the pandemic also made me have a lot of strain with my music and not love it as much anymore. And I really feel like with NFTs, I've fallen in love with my art again.
2: I love that. I love that. And I love the video, by the way. I've probably played it like 35 times, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and then shout out to Jesse Grushak, who uh, who owns Jesse! the video, the NFT, and, and also has been a guest on the show oh, um, previously. Love Jesse. We, we love Jesse. Um, but, you know, I, I, I was blown away when I saw it, when I saw the video, because it was so clear how much like thought, and like effort you had put into it, it's like such a like the like the video in itself. It's not it's not like oh, I need a visual for this song. The mm-hmm. video is the art form as much as the song itself is. Exactly. Um, and I love that. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts too, because I know that was very intentional on your part. Um, mm-hmm. Like just like how you kind of like you know as a creative. You know, when you find out about NFTs, it can actually be like overwhelming in a good way. You're like, I don't even know where to start. Like, is it is it poetry? Is it music? Is it audio? Right. Is it videos? Like, how do I how do I maximize this? And I'd love to hear a little bit about how you kind of like settled on like the music video, like this mm. highly polished, really thoughtful, like really well immaculately done music video as like as like the final piece of art and and what it was like to see that succeed. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, we were releasing music videos as NFTs since February. Like my first NFT was a music video. And um, I remember that day, um, Jacob was like, oh, these are this is one of the first music videos on like blockchain right now. And then was also like, oh, and I've also found out I was like the first woman rapper on blockchain at the time. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. And so I was like, let me continue that walk Um, and see what happens. So I I released that music video. Then I would release some poetry. Then I released some other stuff in between. And then we went back to music video in May um, with Maciverse, which is now in the secondary market for $5 million, which is crazy to me, Um, which is also amazing. And then when we did Go Go Wine, I was like, okay, this means that this is working. Like Something here... I think people are understanding that music videos have a different type of channel that's beyond just the music, right? Like with music videos, you're getting the performance, you're getting the muse, you're getting the artist, you're getting all of these different aspects, of course, and the music, then the set design, et cetera, et cetera. It's a multifaceted piece. So I think music videos are so crucial. And for myself, I feel like music videos also really allow me to see my like self-discovery through my years, right? I really get to see how I've grown, have transcended, how I've changed. And I like to bring people on that journey with me. And so through the NFT space, I've really been doing that and showing people like how I level up or who I was in the past and how, you know, to connect with all of these parts of me.
1: And I think too, I mean, it's interesting because in the beginning of the conversation, you mentioned that you kind of pre-Web3 set out towards this path of like being an independent artist, And then with this video, you sold for what you also mentioned was effectively the equivalent of an advance for an artist, except you're retaining full ownership. How do you feel NFTs and Web3 enable a more prosperous model for independent artists?
0: I think this allows for artists to really create their own ecosystems and sense of control, right? Um, in the past, with the music industry, we didn't get all the transparency or the back end. We couldn't see what our numbers were, except for what Spotify and t- not even Title. Tidal doesn't even hardly show you your numbers, but you know, Spotify and Apple show. With NFTs, the beauty is like i could see my worth and i could see my leverage now so if i go to a label i could say hey i made 50k off this music video so what are you guys really telling me you know and i think that's powerful i think for a long time we've misvalued music we've really told people that music was you know supposed to be a point point i don't know some insane number that came all the way back from like the 1920s we're literally still living the same contracts of the beginning of the music industry. That's a problem. And now as music, you know, transcends in TikTok and Instagram and finds different ways to live and embody people, right? We have to give it back its value. And so I'm really excited for artists, especially musicians, to see their value and their worth come back. And also... This is like a cultural metric, right? Like NFTs allow you to see like the worth of the culture that these artists are creating and the communities that these artists are creating. So it's like so beyond and there's so many layers, but I could talk about this all day. (laughs) I
2: I love it. I love it. And and it's always interesting to see like, you know, we're different like kind of pioneers in the space have always kind of like like flipped the script, and then like obviously the traditional music industry has responded. Like you know, w- with what Blau did, you know, at the beginning mm-hmm. of, of of last year, and then you saw like a lot of a lot more like musicians rushing into like you know the 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 visual and the music and and mm-hmm. like the nifty gateway and like all that. And and I'm curious to get your thoughts. Like now that you've kind of like planted this flag and been like, music videos have value, like in mm-hmm. this form. Like, how do you think the what do you think the future of music video NFTs will look like?
0: I can't give all the alpha away, but I'm definitely (laughs) building things out so that in the near future, music video has a real home again. Um, You know, I grew up in the age of MTVs and BETs and those were really important channels for me because I feel like they allowed me to become the artist that I am now, you know? I grew up watching Missy Elliott and Busta Rhymes music videos and wanting to create that for myself. And I think a lot of kids see music videos and are like I want to do that too I want to be like them you know and now with the world that we're in MTV doesn't even show music videos anymore we're watching like ridiculous all day or whatever right teen mom and it's a and I'm like what about that art form again you know what about bringing that art form back and so I've been really thinking about a platform um that will really give worth in a different way than you know the regular marketplace. Um, I'm thinking about the TRLs coming back. I'm thinking about the 106 and Parks coming back. And these really monumental cultural moments for us, you know, that were like the whole community got to engage with these music videos, you know, and I'm excited to bring that back because I think it's a really important aspect to growing up. Yeah, I have so much to say about this. too.
1: I, I I love that. I love that. And then I'll even think, uh, for one sec, too, just abstract to a high level, whether it's a music video NFT, just a music NFT. Obviously, there's a lot of value in creating utility along with the NFTs, giving fans, communities... Um, access to music before it's been released, and in certain instances, we're seeing lots of platform. Uh, we're seeing platforms like Royal emerge, where you're actually getting a, a cut of the uh, royalty generated off of traditional DSPs. But there's kind of like you can argue both sides, and there's pros and cons, and no right answer here. But like, yeah. does the NFT, does the music NFT need to have utility, or is there like merit for music NFTs in in and of themselves, just by way of actually collecting the art? Like, where do you sit? What do you think?
0: I think it's about the intention of the artist, to be honest. Like, if the artist decides intentionally that they want to create a utility towards the music, I absolutely go for it. But I also feel that music in itself is a utility. I feel like music is a meditation form, is an ability to inspire, it empowers, it does a whole lot of things than just being background for the restaurant, right? Like, it's a lot more. And I think about, like, artists like Kendrick Lamar or artists like myself, um, J. Cole, et cetera, et cetera, how our music really transformed culture, like, You know, we going to be all right. Imagine if that was an NFT. Like that is insanity, you know, because that music became the song of activism. Right. And like that's what music does. It activates people. And so to me, it doesn't always need a utility. It's just enough to just stand on its own. But because we live in this, you know, world that people are like, I don't see the worth in music still. You know, people do have that choice to give a utility and I, I'm not against it. But I always want people to remember that music has so much more value.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think you, you have a really interesting insight into this as well, because in addition to everything you're doing in the music space, you're also leading community programming at Zora. Tell us a bit, you know, so you have a real insight and a look into community building and also like creating utility around platform, around, around protocols, et cetera. Just uh, love to hear a little bit about that role, and then also yeah. like how that how that kind of interfaces with your with your music career, how you balance it all. And
0: yeah, I'm head of community programming at Zora now, which is so amazing. I adored Zora from the day that I got into NFTs because they really spoke to my ethos on autonomy and sovereignty and building with your community, right? So when I got in, I got to really see what community was looking for, and also channel community into thinking different right i didn't want community to look like the same you know board eight project as community i wanted community to look like real human beings just allowing themselves to be themselves and so i built out zoratopia which started out as an educational front to just teach people how to get onto web 3 and sell their nfts and mint and it's a free class. And I'm so grateful that we started that because we have onboarded over 500 artists now. And along with that, I get to throw these amazing IRL events and the artists come through and they perform and they see everybody that they've been talking to on Twitter and connect and like... It's just a real true vibe and it's a diverse vibe too, right? Like a lot of times we're finding in these spaces, it's primarily white male and we're like, where is everybody else? And so I wanted to create the safest of spaces that we can, you know, we're still dealing with a lot of tact in the space, of of course, but the safest of spaces for marginalized communities to feel like they have a home in Web3. And so Zorotopia really started out for that. But you know, beyond that, I'm getting to see artists find their own way. You know, I through Zorotopia, I watched homies like Iman Europe start working for Sound XYZ, and she was onboarded through Zorotopia. And like sassy black now creating community for Arpeggio Labs. And it's just so beautiful to witness people figure this out on their own and like take the same model that we built through Zora and kind of move that forward. And as for my music career with Zora, Zora is so, so supportive of my music career, which is so great. It's the first time I've worked for a company that was like, go for it, do it, like (laughs) get it done, you know? And they have always shown love to everything that I create. So I'm so grateful to just have like them as a family as well
1: absolutely i love that now it's been amazing to see the community you've built with zora but also obviously the community you've built around yourself as a as an artist and creator and community builder I, I know you alluded towards the notion of really trying to be intentional around creating a diverse space within the community i mean i, I think on our side like we're deeply inspired about how nfts as a technology can bring power back to creators of culture that have historically been exploited marginalized but it's definitely not necessarily something that's going to solve itself. So I'm curious, from your perspective, for like our listeners that are builders that are engaging in the space, like, I think this is very much like a shared responsibility for everybody involved. And, and as somebody like yourself, that's at the forefront of building community, like what advice or what things do people need to be conscious of? And more importantly, what actions can we collectively take in order to actualize this potential?
0: So what I often say is that we want to make sure that if when we're inviting or we're at an event or engaging any form of community activities, that the room doesn't look just like you. Everyone has to have a different take in life. And even thought, I think, is really important. Different kind of thought leaders in the space is really, really important. Um, because what we're dealing with right now is that people only want to highlight Black artists on Black History Month or on important events to look like they are filling their diversity metric. And that is a problem. Right now, what we need is for people to be showing up at all times because what's going to happen if we continue to have the same people building the same infrastructures is we're going to have Web 2 all over again. And so I really imagine that Web 3 is the place that everybody has a seat at the table and people support other people building their seats at their table and I just want to see a world or I'm very optimistic about this, but I want to see a world where people are really thinking about diversity first and really thinking about how can I connect with people that don't think like me or don't look like me.
2: Fully agreed. You know, I I think the the concept of community gets, you know, it gets a lot of play in the NFT space. It's become a buzzword of sorts. But, um, you know. to. There's a lot more to unpack there, you know, and and as to what really defines real community and and what you know what what are like principles for like actually like effectively programming and building communities. And so right. like since you've 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 been doing that not only for your music career but also on Zora side and also for the space at large in terms of an education the education role of Zorotopia, like what are your thoughts on that? Like what are what are your sort of principles for for like effectively programming communities?
0: I think my principles is one bringing on artists that are honest and creatives and developers that are honest, right? That see the world for what it is and also want to change things, right? So those are like my favorite kind of peeps. The peeps that want to change stuff and who really come through with the honest tip. Those are the ones you want to keep around. Then I also think about the folks who understand resource and understand how to get equity and understand like, how to make more value out of art or, you know, creative or et cetera. Um, I think having those folks in the building with the thought leaders is really amazing because now they're starting to talk about the actual work, right? Like the actual thing that we're trying to build here is a, 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 a closing of the gap for equity, you know, and like really getting people to think differently about how to make money, mindset shifts, et cetera, et cetera. I also like to think about... You know, I don't really like the tastemaker thing. Like, I'm not a big fan of, like, just putting tastemakers in a building. If tastemakers want to pull up, I'm always happy for a pull-up of a tastemaker. But I think it's important that, you know, we have folks who are, like, thinking about the real future. Like, thought about everything that is going on. Not just, like, the good or the bad. Just, like, everything that's going on. And are thinking about how to, like, better Um, those are the people I want to be around all the time. And those are the people I try to be around all the time, (laughs) you know, but there's so many aspects to community, right? Like we're dealing with just the floodgates opening for NFTs at this moment. The question is like, for me often is, am I ready for that? Do I want the floodgates to be open? Do I want everyone in here? And I don't think I do just yet, because as soon as we start to open this whole gate up, that's when the problems start to show up. That's when we'll see even more racism than we've already seen in the space. That's when we'll see more, you know, discrimination, all kinds of fronts in this space. Um, and I've had this conversation a lot with like my trans friends about like what they're dealing with within the space and how, especially with the PFP projects and things like that, like how that affects them. And I I I really am an advocate of bringing more of the LGBTQIA plus community into every conversation. Like they have to be in every conversation. Um, and yeah, I just have so many so many things with this this community because I grew up not wanting community. Like thinking like that's a bad word in the hood, right? Like we didn't care for community. It was just fam. That's what we called it. And so. To hear it now, I'm thinking about it in the way of, like, everybody has to have a different background and story to really be seen as community, you know? I hope that answered your question. So many thoughts to this one, too. Very well. You guys are asking the good questions here, though. I gotta say. That's what we do. That's what we
2: do.
1: (laughs) Not here to play around um i appreciate it with that with that said too i think um and i absolutely love that as it pertains to community and, and matt i'll steal matt's quote uh but, but he speaks about the fact too just the notion of like web 2 versus web 3 whereas web 2 is all about building audience web 3 really is about building community and to your point mm-hmm. of um ensuring that there's diverse perspectives and not even i mean diverse in all different potential definitions of the word walks mm-hmm. of life different realms of art that people are creating i think um it just enables a level of intellectual sparring that enables us to collectively push the space forward faster. Exactly. Um, when, it, that when it when so it comes to Zora. Right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank
1: you, thank you. Now, my, not my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, in that vein, I, I would love to just on, on the Zora front. Um, like uh, Zora is an incredible platform. There is an incredible community. From your perspective. What makes Zora as a marketplace unique?
0: Oh, man, so many parts. But my favorite three is one: there's no commission, right? So we don't take any commission from the artists. They get full, you know, their full amount to them um, straight through. That's one. Two, of course, I love that they take large file sizes so I could put my whole music video in there and not have to worry about the gamble that I would with another platform, um, three, we just moved into V3. Th- so now we have our buy now, and we have a lot of new things coming up that I can't say and I wish I could say, but it's nice to know that Zora has everything living on it now. So it's an aggregator, just like an open sea, but you also get instant royalty. So you won't have to worry about the things that you used to worry about with, like, an open sea, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the actual team is so dope. It's actually really diverse. You know, the CEO is a black man, D Goins, who is like my my fam and you know, Yana and Lily and all the marketing team is all like women, a lot of them are women. And it's just we're also in like seven different countries right now. So it's kind of nuts working together but we make it happen um and i think that's what i love about zora the most and also the fact that zora listens like i don't think all marketplaces listen and i don't think all protocols listen to what the people actually want zora takes the time to listen and every time i've come to them with a complaint from the community or like a thought from the community They've taken the time to figure out some sort of infrastructure to support what the community is looking for. And that, to me, is really key. Um, you know, I've tried to when I was first starting, I would try to, like, catch up with, you know, different marketplaces and figure out what they, I could help with. And I didn't always get heard. And Zora was like the first time that people actually were listening to me.
2: I love that. I love that. Um you know, it, it's really great too that you're on the front lines. You know, educating people, bringing new people into the space. It's very much in keeping with the mission of NFT Now, which is, you know, obviously empowering the creators of culture, but also helping drive mainstream adoption of NFTs. And so, you know, we really see that as a responsibility to help educate, you know, the people who are coming in and, and make sure that they don't fall victim to scams. They like they, they enter the right way. They, you know, they, they really understand um, what what they're entering. And so. I'd just love to hear a little bit about your experience and any takeaways, like anecdotes or like things that you're kind of seeing or trends in in terms of new people coming into the space. Like what are they asking? What do they care about? What do they maybe not care about? Like, decentralization and other things that have obviously been really important, you know, in like kind of paving the way for the space. So just curious to hear your observations.
0: You know, a lot of them are coming in for the cash grab, which is a problem in itself, right? And every time I've onboarded, you know, a celebrity or somebody of that that vein, I always tell them you're not gonna win if you don't think about community. You're not gonna win if you don't connect with the other artists or people in the space. You're not gonna win. You might win some money. But you're not going to win the total experience of what Web3 could really offer you, right? And I think that to me is really crucial and what I push for in, in every conversation I'm having with mainstream culture, et cetera, et cetera. Like I said, I don't know if I'm ready for everybody to be in the space just yet because we still got some things to clean up and work through. As, like just as humans, we just all have things we're working through right now. For the most part, what I tell people to do before they get into NFTs is get their alignment with themselves right. I always am big on like spiritual alignment, getting your mind right, your your, your everything right before you get into this space because this space could really channel some demons that you don't want it to channel. <laughs> and so you got to be powerful enough with yourself to know how to walk this. It's because we're dealing with, you know, money and not that money is an evil. I do not think that, but I think money really shows who people are. And, um, I think it's important when you get into this space to really be ready for that abundance in the right way and think about the ways that you could share abundance. Think about the ways that you could create more abundance for others. Think about the ways that you're creating abundance for yourself and making wellness for yourself and how that could be a blueprint for others as well. Um, So those are the things I think about often. And then as for celebrities... I often just, am like, just become a collector. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like, become a collector, you know, show up for these other artists. That's going to make you even doper when you create your own project. Like people are going to really be like, word, you know, you know, Jadena just bought one of my NFTs. I got to show up for Jadena when they got their project dropping, you know? So like, that's how you do it. You, 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 Level the playing field that way. And I think that's more important right now.
1: And then, I mean, too, like as for you as a, um, and I mean, it's amazing because given the fact you get exposure on all these projects, then you're also obviously testing and really kind of like breaking trail and setting new precedents for what it means to be a musician in this kind of Web3 era. Um, I know there's a lot of people listening right now that are also either existing musicians, aspiring musicians that are a little intimidated and not sure how to best navigate the space. So I think... Um, I'm curious from your perspective, because do you want to make this and kind of dive tactical as far as advice for artists in Web3, but what are some of the the best kind of approaches that you have as it pertains to potential drop structures for people that are getting involved or or just general best practices, whether it be utility, pricing, supply, there's all these decisions, people don't know where to start.
0: Oh, you guys are trying to make me teach Zorotopia here. I see. I see. Now, <laughs> I'll give you guys some well, they'll, start,
1: they'll listen to this. <laughs> they go sign up for all, all Zorotopia. For the full story, you know where to go. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I, I think one, just remember, this is one big experiment that we're in right now. We're all experimenting. We're all trying different things. So there's not one way to do this thing, right? When I was starting out, I priced my stuff at a certain level where I thought like, okay, I'm getting my worth for what I did and like the work I did. And I, but I'm also getting like a little bit more for myself, right. And my wellness and I would price it there. So sometimes I would price things lower, um, than like, a. Five ETH bid or things like that. And I just watched how things would level up as I grew my community, right? So the more NFTs I would drop, the more community I was building, the more collectors were watching what I was doing. So that taught me how to like level up my pricing. So I wouldn't come into the game off bat unless you're like, you're like ready with a, like a 10 ETH bid. Like I wouldn't say my reserve is 10 ETH off the bat. I yeah. would, you know, start somewhere like 0.5 or a point, or a one ETH, or depending on the project, even like a 0.2, if it's like something that's lighter of energy. Um, and that's another thing. I think knowing how much energy you put into everything is crucial because, like I always say in everything, Ethereum is an energy and we're working and playing with energy here. So think about how much energy you put into your work and then price it based on that. That's for pricing. Um, community. Go on Twitter and connect with every person that looks like you and then connect with everybody that doesn't look like you too and get to know people in the space. Um, a great way to do that is like really supporting other artists. And I always tell people like if you genuinely like how another artist works or makes, you know, show up for them. Um, retweet is free. You don't have to pay for a retweet. Uh, a like is free. Um and just show up for these artists that are already in the space, and I'm sure they will find ways to show up for you. Come through to the community events like Azoratopia IRL. Go to like NFT DAO events that are I'm sure is coming up, and just pull up to everything and get to know people. Because I think IRL is a really special experience in comparison to just being on your Twitter all day, right? You when you get IRL experience, it's like god, okay, okay, you're a real person, and I could. Hold empathy and compassion for you, and and love and support you as a person as well. At the end of the day, we are still human, even though we don't. We all got these PFPs or whatever. We're still human beings, and so we got to remember that. Um, and then, as for knowing what to drop, I always tell people think about something that feels like the fullest form of you. Um, I had my first drop was this like tiny music video and song that I always loved performing and that I always loved to watch this visual that I had. And it was just me spinning in a chair, kind of going crazy. And it it was like this intentional moment for me to release that because I felt like it spoke to how my journey in NFTs are now. Like, I feel like I'm just spinning and spinning and going through all of these different emotions and vibrations in the space. And I I guess, like, think about how your first NFT is going to manifest the rest of your journey in this thing. And, of course, that's going to change and evolve and do all types of things. But that's the best way to really do this. Um, I tell people, get out of the brand mindset. Get out of the Web2 mindset. Start thinking about a different kind of way to approach branding, Um, do not shell all over people's pages and do all of that because it's a, it's not a good vibe. Um, but think also about how you want to be seen. Like how you really want to be seen and connect with the world, because this could go way beyond just an NFT. This is really connecting with the world.
2: You know, I think you raised, you raised some really good points as we think about like we are still very early here and there's a lot of people who are still in the music space, haven't jumped into NFTs. A lot of people who are still trying to figure out what, how they feel about NFTs, still gathering all the information. And that's why it's like it's disheartening to see like news like we saw this past week with the whole hit piece thing where, um, which I know you were, you were very vocal about. Um, and understandably so, because, it, you know, for a lot of people, it made, made big headlines. You know, for those who don't know, Hit Piece was this music NFT platform that popped up and was scraping Spotify's API and, and, and purportedly selling NFTs of, of artist music that, that had not been cleared, had not been licensed. There was no consent there um it you no know, permissions and it feeds into this narrative that's like a con that that uh that you know that makes it very easy to like have a knee-jerk negative reaction to nfts at large when exactly. there are actually like incredible builders in the space who are trying to build in good faith to empower creators so mm-hmm. just want to get your thoughts on that and, and how we kind of like educate and and like co- combat those narratives
0: <laughs> yeah hip piece was a lot for me um Really disheartening just because I actually spoke to one of the people from Hit Peace prior and they didn't tell me that this was how it was going to go. And then to also hear that um they were doing it, they just did it to like create this buzz and they expected lawsuits was just like, oh, this is this looks like white Privilege, like this is just some white male privilege right here. Just you guys could just take lawsuits all day, whatever, no big deal. So it really bothered me heavily to witness that because, like you said, there's so many of us building and really doing the real work to really support artists, get artists what they deserve and need, not asking for anything out of it as well, right? We're just asking for artists to be their greatest selves. And giving them the permission and the control to like decide where they want things to release, how they want things to release, et cetera, et cetera. When I heard that, you know, the the founder was like, artists could um, just call us and we'll put down the art. I was like, what kind of nonsense is that? Like, you steal my house and then you tell me, oh, yeah, you guys could just hit me up and I'll give you your house back. Like, what is this? Like, it just was so weird and problematic because I I know there's a lot of artists that still don't believe that NFTs are a good thing for them and don't see like NFTs as being supportive for the culture, but I have to say NFTs have changed my life and have changed the lives of so many other artists as well. Like I I didn't come up from like having millions of dollars or anything like that. I, you know, was making music videos with like 500 bucks and figuring out how to make this happen with my my homies. I remember days when I couldn't pay my rent Every month, and you know, all the kind of things that now through NFTs I don't have to worry about anymore. And I watched that for so many different artists. So many different artists have been able to even support their families in different countries and show up for people in different ways that I'm just like, man. And beyond that, we found like soul wellness. Like a lot of artists feel like their mental stress that they had to deal with before is gone. Their heart stresses are gone and they feel like they really are clearing up wounds, like money wounds that they were dealing with for a long time in their lives. And that is what excites me about this space. That's what this space is about to me. Not so much about the hype or, you know, the social status that you gain from owning this thing. It's about the wellness that you're really creating for the world and people.
1: The music industry isn't inherently evil, but there are bad actors. Um, and I know- are you sure? Are you sure? I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Fact check
2: that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: Um, in, in that vein, like record labels historically, have had a track record for exploitative practices. But on the flip side, there's also a lot of people in that industry that love music, might not be musicians, but want to work in the industry. And this creates the opportunity. And their jobs revolve around trying to help artists blow up. So like, there's the question and the the foundation there is like, do you think record labels have a place in this new Web3 world?
0: I just love that question. Every time anyone asks me that question, I love it. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> um, um, I think record record labels are going to have to figure out a new form for themselves. I don't think that they're going to be able mm-hmm. to sustain the same way that they've been sustaining because more and more artists are trying to get out of their deals now that they see NFTs. And more and more artists are trying to figure out, you know, how NFTs could really create their own labels or create their own ecosystems, et cetera, et cetera. So what I think labels are going to have to figure out is, like, if they're going to become more so agencies of marketing or, you know, something else. Because right now, the biggest thing that you're going to receive out of a record label deal, I think, is marketing um, in comparison to anything else. Um, Everything else, I think you could pretty much do yourself. You could get a distributor yourself. You could, like get people to push your work. If you have community yourself, you could do a lot of different things. by You You could book yourself. I booked myself for the last 10 years. I never had a booking agent, you know, and I've made a lot of good money off of just performing. So, you know, we could do this all by ourselves now. So every time I hear a label try to come to me, I'm like, what can you really offer me that I can't do by myself? And, um, I think artists are all thinking like that right now, and so what the label is going to have to figure out is that thing that they can offer <laughs> that you know the artists really can't. And unfortunately, it's sad because I feel like labels take advantage of you know the fact that they could get on playlists and get on you know get you on a playlist, or they could get you all the numbers for streaming, and that's the real culprit to me. Um, I think the streaming is the culprit because. That's where all the artists are just trying to focus their energies on. And sometimes the numbers are fake. Sometimes they're inflated, et cetera, et cetera. And what I hope is that with NFT and music NFTs, we could create platforms that really show the grasp of how these songs are really doing. Um streaming is just not it for me anymore. <laughs> I thought I talked to um, Halik about this and he was just like I didn't release one song last year on streaming and I was like me neither bro I'm so proud of us. <laughs>
2: love that love that and i think it speaks volumes about like where where the art that you're making is actually f- being valued at the yeah. at, at, at like the energy you're putting into it like you like to tie it together with what you said before it's about that energy like you know mm-hmm. streaming is not paying paying not doing justice to that right no um, not at all
0: i think it's still important so like, don't get me yeah. wrong Yeah, I, yeah. Still, I i still do see a space for streaming right But I think when we could think of a platform that mixes the streaming model with the NFT model properly and pays properly, then we could really talk about, you know, how this is going to move.
2: Well, as we kind of draw to a close, I just wanted to also give you a chance to talk about uh, what upcoming projects you have, what you're working on, what's coming, what, you know, the alpha that you can leak to us.
0: (laughs) So last Friday, though, I released a record called Culture on Sound XYZ. I'm really excited about that record to come out because it's a uh, it's a part, two part for this project called Joyride Um, Another record will come out of it at the end of February as well. And then I am working on Zorotopia South by Southwest. And I'm really hyped to see all of you guys there because it's going to be a big extravaganza for like four days. An extravaganza as big as you could do in Texas. But you know what I'm saying. And then (laughs) um, uh, what else do I have coming up? I have a generative project coming up soon. Many Face Tosh, which I'm really excited for you guys to see because it'll be the first, I think, of its kind. Yeah, just continuing to build with the community and making new projects every day and having fun. That's really where I'm at right now. Just having a good time, not allowing the space to stress me out and just taking care. One thing we are dreaming of, and I don't know who's going to watch this and and hit me up about it, but I'm going to manifest as someone hits me up. One thing that we're really dreaming of is creating a retreat center for like artists and community to link up and create together so if you're interested in those kind of vibrations a space where we could just take some time away from the twitters and all the things and just get to creating um yeah holler at me i would love to hear from you
1: well uh latasha you're a rock star incredible musician crushing it as a community builder really setting a new precedent for what uh how people can really prosper and break uh Trail at the front of this industry. So, thank you so much for shedding some wisdom with us today and keep up all the great work.
0: No problem. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.
1: Man, well, really enjoyed that conversation. Especially loved how she's focusing on, on onboarding people and all the different things she's doing to educate and build and foster a diverse community. Um, and then also, too, how like she's at the forefront of this herself, right? Like, as an artist, testing at the front lines um coming up doing cool partnerships pushing forward the whole space creating a new industry for music video nfts what stood out to you matt
2: man latasha is a real one like you can tell just from, from talking to her, like she is an incredibly important voice in the space, you know, bringing, bringing her perspective from uh, uh, the music side, uh, um, the community building side, um, you know, as, as someone who wants to see uh, NFTs reach mainstream adoption and, and hopes to combat um, misinformation around the space, uh, I feel very fortunate. Like, we should all feel very fortunate that we have Latasha at the forefront there, like, you know, pressing forward, breaking trail and, and helping build um, this future that, that we all want want to see uh be more equitable, be more inclusive and and be more empowering uh when it comes to creators. So, um yeah, I am I'm very impressed by the conversation and excited to see what she does.
1: Exactly. Love it. Well, if you haven't already, definitely encourage you to go check out nftnow.com. You could sign up for our weekly newsletter where we simplify all the happenings in the the wonderful world of NFTs so you can figure out how to best get involved. Um But there you have it. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week.